one of the biggest things that ends up happening is people say, oh my gosh, if I claim a niche, am I excluding someone? Am I going to cut myself off at the legs because I now am talking more specifically to a specific kind of person? That's a really valid fear. Um, another fear is, am I qualified to serve that niche? Another fear is, um, if I claim this niche, am I even going to grow? What's the market for this niche? Like, is this a profitable niche? Is this something that I can really grow my business on? Um, is, there, is there opportunity for me here to grow a business in this niche? These three questions are important questions. You have to sit with them. You have to ask yourself these questions. You've got to get okay with these answers. And one of the major things that you, what you'll realize is if you've been in business for a while is that actually the answers to those questions are the reason why claiming a niche is so important. So actually saying, I'm going to make myself the number one person in, who does this for this kind of person or for this kind of business is the reason why you need to niche down because that actually opens you up to so much more. Hi, my name is Jess and I am your host here on the Social Strategy Slayer Show where we talk all things social media for entrepreneurs. Specifically though, how to build your influence and consistently land your ideal clients through the content you're putting out there without you needing to sacrifice your authenticity, your time, or without you needing to run a bunch of expensive ad campaigns. Let's dive in. I am going to be sharing today how boldly claiming a niche over the last year has completely changed my business and my life. So um, if you have been following me for a day, <laughs> then you won't know a lot of this. If you have been following me for three years or four years since I started my business, you might know some of this. And you might even be wondering about some of this. Like, how did you evolve your business? How were you here and now you're there? What changed? Like, why did you make the changes that you made? And what are some of the ways that it's actually been supportive to the business at large? Over the last year, I let me bring you back to last year. If you've never met me before, if you're new here to my page or to me, um, I want to give you some context. And even if not, I want to share openly with you about where I was last year at this time. Um, last year in December of 2020, I was super miserable in my business. I'm just going to be super honest. I was super miserable. I was working so much. I was making a ton of money, um, but I was really not happy. I had grown a agency for social media, meaning that me and my team, not only were we providing strategy services, but we were actually providing done for you copy Instagram stories, videos. I mean, we were like a full service agency. Um, and we had eight clients at the time that were really high ticket, high level clients. They were seven and eight figure businesses. And it was amazing in many ways. Um, but in many ways, I was burnt out. I, I started my business with the desire to grow programs and um, be a strategist and a coach for businesses. And what ended up happening was I got really off track. I'm not, I'm not regretful of that because, um, it did bring me to where I am today. But at the end of last year, I made a declaration that was really powerful. 
And the declaration that I made was that I didn't want to have any more agency clients by June of 2021. That's what I said. I said, I don't want any more agency clients. I was miserable. Um, I was just like constantly stressed out. I was constantly task switching. This client's over here struggling with this. This client's over here struggling with this. And it was just so much work and energy. And it was not aligned with the business that I had wanted to start from the first place, which was kind of crazy because, um, yeah, it's just, it's really interesting. I ended up being in the same boat that I was when I was in corporate and it was really frustrating. And I was like, why, why do I keep generating more clients on this side of my business when I really want to grow the other side of my business? So at this time next year, I started experiencing some serious issues inside of my agency where I had like more than half of our clients um, end contract or we ended contract like at the end of last year. And then in the new year, we had one client, you know, we had a couple of clients super defaulting in their payments. We had a client who completely screwed the contract over, was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, and then we had a couple clients who were really high ticket that we were working with, who we were like, we can't, they were so much work for us that we were like, we can't do, we can't have them as a client and then continue to grow the business that we want to grow. And even though they were paying us a lot and that was awesome, it was really taking me and my energy away from what I really knew I needed to do. So what does all of this have to do with claiming a niche? And what, what does all of this have to do with you? Um, what I first wanted to bring up is when we ask for something, you be careful what you wish for, you might get it. <laughs> so even though I had said June was when we were going to shut the agency down, we ended up needing to like quickly pivot. I have team, I have tech, I have bills, right? So it's like, okay, we just went from making a lot of money every month to significantly scaled back. Um, and now we only have one agency client that we work with in that capacity. And that is the only client that we will work with in that capacity. I have to sneeze. Sorry, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> My allergies are going crazy today. Um, so we only have one agency client now. And this client's like a really great client. It's an awesome relationship. And it's kind of like, you know, that's kind of where we're at with that um, currently, present day. But it's really funny because you ask the universe for something and then it delivers it right. Like right away sometimes. Um, and you're like, okay, now what, now it's a choice moment. I had some decisions to make. One of the decisions I had to make was, am I going to go back to some of the clients that we said we are not renewing that wanted to renew and keep working with them, even though I knew it wasn't, it was taking me off track in my energy because so that I can have more money. And I decided, no, that has been my pattern since I started my business. And I was like, if I really say I'm committed to growing this program that I believe in, that I've poured so much into, then I need to hold true to that and not go back to the quickest path to cash, right? Which was really stretchy. This year was very, very stretchy for me. I also got married this year. Um, I mean, it was, it was a very big year all around for me. So what did I do? How did I actually, 
how did I actually claim this niche and how did that get me to where I'm at today, which is an incredible transformation. Um, I wanted to let you know that one of the major things I had to do was claim a niche. I had to, to get where I'm at now and to go and to get where I'm going next year, I had to boldly claim a niche. I had to get real with myself. I had to slow down to speed up. I had to stop and say, yes, I have all these people in my audience who are business coaches. I have all these people in my audience who are spiritual coaches, but my favorite clients that I've worked with are fitness, health, nutrition coaches or business owners. And I had to be like, okay, I had to go through a lot of mindset stuff. The first thing you have to do when you claim a niche is go through the motions of the mindset junk that you've got that might stop you from actually taking that next step from claiming that niche, right? So the mindset junk that comes up for us when we are claiming a niche is a couple of different things. One of the biggest things that ends up happening is people say, oh my gosh, if I claim a niche, am I excluding someone? Am I going to cut myself off with the legs because I now am talking more specifically to a specific kind of person? That's a really valid fear. Um, another fear is, am I qualified to serve that niche? Another fear is, um, if I claim this niche, am I even going to grow? What's the market for this niche? Like, is this a profitable niche? Is this something that I can really grow my business on? Um, is there is there opportunity for me here to grow a business in this niche? These three questions are important questions. You have to sit with them. You have to ask yourself these questions. You've got to get okay with these answers. And one of the major things that you, what you'll realize is, if you've been in business for a while, is that Actually, the answers to those questions are the reason why claiming a niche is so important. So actually saying, I'm going to make myself the number one person in, who does this for this kind of person or for this kind of business is the reason why you need to niche down because that actually opens you up to so much more. So what I want to talk about is that. So you have to, one of the major things I had to do over the last year that my, I know my clients have to do as they're claiming niches too, as they're getting more and more specific about who they serve and what offers that they want to go all in on are that they have to actually um, let a part of their ego die. So what do I mean by that? When you claim a niche, you, and for me, this happened over the last year, your identity as it is now has to, you have to be able to let go of it. You have to be able to say, I am, I am going to do what's best for my business and for the specific kind of client that needs me. And with that, you've got to let a part of yourself go that you are like, oof, you know, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. That feels scary. Am I that person? There's ego involved in our business. And if you think that that's not true, it is. Every single one of my clients has ego wrapped up in their business in some way. Now, I'm not saying they're egomaniacs, they're not. Ego meaning like our identity is informing some of the decisions that we're making. Like we are letting our beliefs about ourselves um, inform our decisions instead of letting the actual clients that we serve or members that we serve 
be the thing that informs the decisions that we make. Do you have to be aligned? A hundred percent. You have to be aligned. If you're not growing a business that you're excited about or that you're aligned with, then there is no point. There is no point. But at the same time, we have to be able to get out of our own way and not let our identity drive the direction of the business if that's not what we're in business for. We have to be able to do things that make us uncomfortable and let parts of our ego die to be able to create the results we want to create. And that's no matter what you do, no matter who you serve, no matter what next level, you know how they say what got you here won't get you there. That's what I'm talking about. And what people don't talk about in that is that when you are here and you're giving up this, you have to give up this identity. It's not even about actions always. Of course it is. Actions are involved in that. But a lot of times the reasons that we don't want to give up the actions or the things we've been doing is because our identity is wrapped up in those actions and in what we are doing. And we have to give that up too. So what got you here won't get you there. This also applies to if you are giving up a specific kind of action so that you can get there and identity. Like what identities about, and this is a really good question at the end of the year. What identities do you currently have that you need to be willing to look at and question so that you can go to that next level? Are there parts of you that you're holding on to that aren't serving you anymore that you can let go of that will help you get to that next level next year? And this is really important when it comes to a niche and not very many people talk about it. Okay, so that's one thing I had to look at. Um, one of the beautiful things of how this has actually shifted my business is it, it has positioned me so much better. Like before when I was like, yeah, I work with fitness, health, nutrition people, but I also work with business coaches and spiritual coaches. I mean, it was fine, but it wasn't, it wasn't allowing me to go all in and make my content super hyper relevant to the actual people that I really wanted to work with. It just didn't allow me to do that. When you, what, even though it feels like you're constricting yourself when you do this, a lot of times it actually frees you up majorly. It just frees you up because now your content gets to be really specific to the kind of person that you really want to attract in or speaking to the specific problem that you want to solve, right? And you might have multiple kinds of people who come to you and that's fine too, especially if you're a local business. But you still have to be able to claim a niche within your local market. It doesn't matter if you're local or online, like this is this same thing applies, right? So you've got to be able to be cool with that. But if you want to become like claim your space in the market, meaning like if you want to, if you are competing with everyone, if you're like saying you can serve everyone or your promise of what you can deliver to someone is extremely broad, then now your competition is everyone. Now you're not just competing with the other people who serve the kind of person you want to serve. You're now competing with the Pelotons, the Weight Watchers, all of those brands are now your competitors. And I promise you, you don't want to go up against them. They have their markets on lock. They have multi, like hundreds of millions of dollars that they're putting into advertising and marketing efforts alone. They have an entire social media division in their company. They work with marketing agencies that they are pouring into. 
you don't want to compete with them. When you get, when you claim a niche, you're becoming a number one expert and those people aren't your competitors anymore. Those businesses aren't your competitors anymore. And actually you might be able to create partnerships with those companies down the line. You're opening yourself up to opportunity instead of competition. And I'm all about the world being, uh, you know, abundant. And at the same time, for what some of us are offering, you do have to look at the market. For fitness and health, you're not a manifestation coach, right? Those are different things. When you are actually, when you are actually helping people with their health, their nutrition, and their fitness, you have to think about who are my competitors? Who are my competitors? And how and and what are the buying decisions that my clients are making? Because you know what you do and you're an expert on what you do, but your clients are not. What other decisions are they considering? Well, am I going to do Peloton or am I going to work with so-and-so? Or am I going to join their program? These are the questions that you have to ask. What are the other options that your potential clients are considering? And how do you make them see that you are the answer if you are the answer for them, right? This is really important. And this is one of the biggest things that opened me up over the last year to be able to grow my business and build a really solid foundation over the last year. And then now next year, I'm going to quantum leap for sure. Um, and I'm, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for the challenges that come with that. I'm ready for the, um, the eyes that come with that. My program is built up for that. So this is where we, we get to really look at that too. It actually is freeing. It gives you immense focus. When you can claim your niche, like for me over the last year, I've had immense focus. I struggle so much less with shiny object syndrome. I struggle so much less with investing in the wrong coach or the wrong program at the wrong time because I am laser focused. It doesn't mean I can't like have a notebook full of awesome ideas that I want to do at a later date. I have, there's so much more I'm going to do with my company and with myself over the next 10 years. It's not going to be all about social media. I have some crazy stuff brewing inside of me, but right now this is taking me there. This is helping me build the wealth that I get to have, the team that I get to have and the impact, the lives that I'm going to change not only for my clients, but for their customers and members as well. And that's what you've got to think about as well. Like really get clear on that for you. What does that look like? Um, and when you claim a niche, you get to have immense fo focusing with building out your marketing efforts. So now your marketing is more clear. You are so clear. And once you, once you realize that, oh my gosh, I have so many videos I can now create. I was just on a one-on-one -on -one, um, strategy call with one of my clients who's a VIP client yesterday, and we were building out her campaign, aka her strategic marketing plan for social media for the next month because they have a, a program that launches January 10th. So we were reverse engineering that. Okay, so starting now and starting December 10th tomorrow, what does this launch look like? And we were going through her niche and, and we built out, I mean, like we had so many amazing pieces of content that she's going to create that we had to, we had to decide what we weren't going to do. Like, instead of being like, oh my gosh, how am I going to fill this calendar up? 
which is what people think. They think they're limiting themselves. We had insane amounts of like amazing ideas, so much so that we then had to pull things out and say, okay, let's do this later. This we don't need, this we don't need, which is the opposite of what our fears are when we actually decide we're gonna claim a niche. For me, I was like, how am I gonna fill my calendar? Okay, guess what? I have so many ideas. Like me and my team are like, I mean, it's just constant ideas that we're like, we have to choose what we're prioritizing and not prioritizing because what happens is we think that when we claim a niche, we are going to limit. We're not going to have enough. We're not going to have enough. And it's actually quite the opposite. You have so much. You have more than you could ever imagine, which is like crazy and amazing. So for me over the last year, that immense focus has dialed me in, has dialed my business and my team in to be able to not not make silly investments, not have shiny object syndrome. Ask myself when, when an idea comes through, is this going to go in a notebook that I'm going to use for a later date? Or is this something that's going to further me to my goals right now? Like, is this taking me where I actually need to go? That's what claiming a niche does for you and your business. It allows you to build a really strong foundation and become known as the number one person for what you do. If you commit to it over time, it allows you to build more demand. Because what sometimes what can happen is if you're changing your message all the time and your niche, or you're not clear on what you're doing, then you aren't creating any demand for your business. You're just over here, you're over here, you're over there. People don't even know what you do or who you serve. But when you are the one person who is the, you know, gym for this kind of person to create, who wants to create this kind of life or result for themselves, or you are the number one health coach who takes this specific kind of person to this specific result, and you stick with that and you build that over time, you're not necessarily going to overnight have a six, have a like blow yourself up. Maybe you will holding space for that for you, if that's what you desire. But over time, you build demand for you, for your business, for what you want. Having a niche over time builds demand. If you commit to it, you will create demand for you. Like people start to talk about you. People start to think about you and you're still that person. You're consistent, you're dedicated, you're committed. When you are committed and dedicated over years, you will see like people will want demand. They will. You're creating and building that demand and you're focused on creating that and building that demand as well. Opportunities start coming to you that you've never even thought. I have an awesome opportunity that's come to me just like super randomly because of this niche that I'm claiming. And it is, I'm really excited about it. So this kind of stuff will happen for you as well. So overall, like where am I at now? I've rebuilt my business, which is amazing. Um, from where I was last year to where I'm at now, like I am, I have really good data about my sales conversions. I've been able to grow myself as a leader, as a someone who's like, even I'm worlds ahead today than where I was last year in terms of my program curriculum. Like, because I'm able to focus on specifically people in a specific niche who serve a specific kind of client. So now instead of my curriculum being like, trying to land with all these different people, it's landing specifically with this person. My, my program is specifically landing with people 
who help create transformation for people in their fitness and health. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing how much better my curriculum is. It's amazing how much like quicker I'm growing, how my sales conversions went from, you know, 60% last year to 80% now. That's because I'm qualifying people better in my content, which is what you want to do too. That's because I'm building a name for myself in a specific area, which again is what you want to do as well. So essentially, this is the bottom line for me. It's And also I built a really strong foundation over this last year so that next year I can see a catapult. And next year's catapult is laying the groundwork for the year after's catapult. This stuff can happen quicker than you think. And maybe three years feels like a long time or two years feels like a long time. But in the grand scheme of life, if you could focus for the next three or four years on building massive demand and four years from now, your life and your business is tripling, quadrupling in revenue and your influence is tripling and quadrupling, would that be worth it to you? Seriously, would that be worth it? That's not that much time. It's really not. You can do it. And maybe something even greater is happening even quicker. You never know. The bottom line is the reasons why you are afraid to niche down are the same reasons I was afraid to niche down. Like, and if you're struggling with this, please message me. But those reasons are exactly, you got to flip those reasons on their head. That's exactly the reason why you should niche down. It seems counterintuitive, but it's true. And if you want help focusing on dialing in your message and how you can use your social media to help you grow in your content organically, to help you grow your business in 2022, um, make sure you sign up for the waitlist for Social Strategy Accelerator because we are going to be opening the doors next year and we will only have a limited number of spots. And I already have five people on the wait list. I already have five people on the wait list and we only accept 10 people at a time right now. So if you're interested, I want you to, our wait list people typically do buy. Um, so if you're interested, I want to get you on the wait list. So you have priority in terms of our, you know, our program that's coming up next year. Um, so get on the wait list. You just click the link in my bio and click apply now, and then you can leave your name for the wait list. And if you have any fears or questions about this, I'm happy to make more content about it. Please let me know. I'd love to hear from you because this is a really important thing that we all need to make sure we're reflecting on as the new year is coming in and as we're planning out our next year. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day. And again, make sure you go and sign up for the wait list for Social Strategy Accelerator. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Social Strategy Slayer. Before you go, before you go, I have something really awesome for you. I have a PDF download on all of the things you need to know about creating an Instagram bio that actually converts. I know that I personally love a visual. I love to download something and actually be able to see what are my action steps. How do I take that next step? Because a huge way that people lose money or lose the game on Instagram is by not having their bio ducks in a row. They don't know how to convert their, their profile photos off, their username is off, their name is not optimized for SEO. 
They don't have their bio constructed. They don't know where to put certain things like personal values. They don't know where to put things like what their call to action is. They're all messed up on Linktree. They don't know these things. And you need to have your bio in order for you to be able to convert on Instagram. You do. It's the number one thing I tell people when I'm on my audits with them. I go through their bio and I basically tear it to shreds. And it's all out of love and it's something you can rinse and repeat. You can use this download anytime you want, but click down to the show notes and click over and download this PDF because it is going to help you keep it in your resource file. Make sure you take action on it today because this is something that up until now I've only taught in my courses, my programs, my VIP days. And still, I, I, I do tell people how to do this for their personal brand on those sessions, but you now have a PDF downloadable guide that cuts right to the chase. How do I create an Instagram bio that converts? I got you. Head to the show notes and take action on it today. Save it in your files. Make sure that you save it. You rinse and repeat it. You can use it anytime you want. So I hope you head down to the show notes. You click that and you download your guide to creating an Instagram bio that converts. It'll take you maybe 15 minutes to update. It will take you no time at all. And it'll help you actually create leads from your Instagram. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone that you love, someone that you know really could use it. And don't forget to download that guide. All right. Sending you all my love and I'll see you next week.